past 50 years have seen dynamic shifts in societal attitudes towards female autonomy, divorce, reproductive rights, and the definition of marriage. Along with it, more and more people are making the conscious choice to live their lives child-free. We're here to unpack the complexities of this life choice and say the things that we can't say anywhere else. Greetings! Welcome to another episode of... Not Just... Sleeping In! I'm Lee. And I'm Tiger. And each week we gather in our secret child-free compounds and discuss all things about this pretty crucial life choice that we've made. This week, birth control. Since we don't want offspring, we have to prevent it. Just as every body is different, every child-free person's preferred method of pregnancy prevention is different. But first, Lee, how late did you sleep in? Put Posting those holiday numbers, 1030. Mm. 10.30 in the PM in this little respite we're getting from work. Um, what a lovely time to just stay up too late watching holiday movies and then curl up uh, until the sunlight and the Yule spirits come and kiss us gently awake on our cheeks. Aww. Yeah. How about you? 10.45 a.m. Straight nice. through. Not even like trying. We just, my husband has been away. And when he got back, we just straight up slept in. And we woke up and looked at the clock and we're like, oh, we are, we are either awesome or complete garbage. Right. Well, the thing I like the, again, what's lovely is I know that you still, I know that you're inching towards like a full, probably a full 12 hours with that. Like, I know that you're, you're aiming very high. Whereas mine, it means, you know, I'm, it's always, there's an asterisk next to mine for like, I went to bed at three in the morning. And woke up at ten thirty. So, yeah. as always, if we're if we're talking like the if we're just if it's if it's a straight length contest, you're always going to beat me. I love sleeping, and that's not even counting. That's not even factoring in my afternoon sunshine naps with my cats in my oh, office. Sunshine nap, what a, what a blessed <laughs> thing. I might we're gonna re- we're gonna record, and I think I might just treat myself to one of those. That how you're, I'm already I'm sold. How lovely. Hell yeah, dude. 10 out of 10 <laughs> would recommend. Um, but let's get into it with today's episode. Yeah. So obviously, as we said, preventing pregnancy is pretty crucial to a child-free lifestyle. Now, obviously, Lee and I are not doctors, but we have our own experience in this arena. And I'm sure many, I would, I would wager that all of you do as well. And as per usual, we'll be trying to stick with male-bodied and female-bodied to make sure we're being as inclusive as inclusive as possible when discussing this, um, since it is at once biological, social, and mostly deeply personal. Um, so yeah, and trigger warning, or content warning, as it were, um, obviously discussions of birth control, of hormones, of hormone fluctuations often comes with discussions of suicide or suicidal ideations and what we will try to do is what we will certainly do is have those time codes in the comments so that you can skip on ahead if that is something that you do not want to listen to sound good Mm-hmm. so tiger yeah what's your and again like yeah it's 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 one of those fundamental like I don't think we can't really have one without the other unless we're all being celibate, which that's never really worked out. Um, <laughs> large cause Hey, turns out sex is a lot of fun. Um, never works it never works. So what was, what's your experience been? What's your, 
what's your personal kind of birth control, you know, as the, as the female-bodied person of the group, I feel like I, 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 I sit in the shadow of, of the folks that actually have to deal with this very personally. I mean, what's interesting is how much I've been able to opt out of in my life. Um, mm -hmm. I have, um, I've never been on hormonal birth control because of my own uh, sort of, I, I struggle so much just to keep my moods and stuff in line and, and mm -hmm. cool. And so adding hormones just never sounded particularly great for me, um, especially because I wasn't having like inner, having, um, intercourse penis and vagina sex until like kind of not late into my 20s but like into my 20s you know what I mean mm -hmm. so sure. I mostly I've always just stuck with condoms and like kind of doubling up with condoms and pulling out um mm -hmm. because I was not trying to take any chances <laughs> sure um and yeah now but now it's really what's great is like after meeting my husband Mm -hmm. who is also child-free, obviously, because we got married knowing this about one another, as you should do. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> he's had a vasectomy. So mm. um, so that was kind of awesome. Um, he he went through the procedure, and now we're, we're free and clear. You know, got, the, got that zero sperm count. Uh, so, yeah. And then when we do have other partners or whatever, um, condoms are a must- because, like, one, preventing pregnancy, but two, STDs are a thing, and that's just, like, safer sex is better sex. So, sure. um, so yeah, that's that's it for me. Like, I've had a pretty – I've had a relatively easy road, and I'm really grateful for that. Fantastic. In the show notes, though, you did mention that he ran a half marathon two weeks post-op. Yeah. I, like, I, I do, like, as – Later in the episode, I think we'll go through and kind of like, right. <laughs> we'll break down what it means to have, like what, what the kind of, there's more birth control out there than I think people right. often realize. It's not just mm -hmm. hormonal birth control or IUDs. Like with the vasectomy, it's for him. And this is mm -hmm. not true for everybody. It was a pretty painless procedure. Like we went for lunch and he had a beer, like right afterward, he Snapchatted the whole thing. And then yeah, two <laughs> weeks later he was running a half marathon so Amazing. he's, I mean, and like my husband is a wild man. Like, I, I don't know, but his senses have been dulled by, I, I don't know. He just like chooses not to feel pain. I think he's a wild <laughs> person. So it makes sense. Sure. But, but like it was, it was hysterical. And if, if anyone is to meet him in person, he will happily show you that vasectomy video. So. Oh yeah. I do not <laughs> doubt it in the least. <laughs> <laughs> So what about you? What is, what is your experience been? Like what, I mean, cause I do think it's, I think it's important that the onus is as much on male body people or people who cannot get pregnant as it is on the people who can. Sure. So again, like n no giant secret. I think at this point that grew up fairly religious and, um, it's funny in, in the notes I put TV and I forgot what that stood for, but you and I both know that that definitely stands for technical virginity hell yeah because if you give us rules as teenagers we are going to bend them and continue to bend them and bend them even further and um you know <laughs> <laughs> so it's always very funny because when we talk about you know sexual history and growing up and the whole thing is like i was fooling around very early but like i did not have the the pnv uh intercourse 
until, you know, into early college. Um, and because of that kind of terror of like the sin, the, the, the scary sin factor, the, the dumb chewed bubblegum, you know, bullshit. Um, too real. Too, yeah. And so, but what that did, you just get like, and I feel like all sex ed, and again, I'm, I haven't been in it for a while and I'm not going to actually saddle up to my like, you know, high school aged cousins and be like, so, Hey, break down. How's your sex ed? Like Watch staying them out die of, of embarrassment. Yeah. Before staying you. out of creepy uncle territory. Um, but yeah, lots of, so it just got, we got real good at, at the handsy mouthsy stuff. You know what I mean? Like you just get real good at like the three and a half bases. Um, and like some dry humping, which now in retrospect, I was like, what were we doing? That is just some Dude. very, I explained that to my, to my more, um, secular or non evangelical friends. And they were like, how did that even work? And you're just like, it's just a lot of rubbing. Like, it's a lot of like, you, it, 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 it doesn't really do any, like, what did it, there's did like, you... there's like the cup, like, like. The last thing, unless the funny thing was, I feel like uh, some did you of ever my... see? Did you ever see the Cameron Diaz movie Bad Teacher? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, she refers to because there's like a dry humping scene in that movie. Yeah, I believe she refers to it, and I don't remember if it was in the movie or in the publicity for the movie, but she referred to it as a Gene Jam. And oh, that gotta love that Gene Jam. Love that Gene Jam. <laughs> oh my god. So, um. And this is this is funny. Uh, and again, like secret code names activate because. But this is a really funny story. So, I lost. Um, let's fuck saying lost my virginity. We've already kind of leaned into that concept too much. But like I, so first P and V uh, action using a condom that my father had purchased me as a gag gift. Was it flavored? No. <laughs> But we were we were on like a road trip with me and one of my best friends, like two were from college. I think we were college scouting and we stopped at a sheets. God love them. God love those big red roofed wonders. And we were all in the bathroom together and we were in the stalls. My dad was at a urinal and out of nowhere, just in the quiet of like trying to use the restroom with a bunch of people, you know, around my dad broke the weird silence by just saying in his best, like, Don Pardo, like, impersonation, he just went, ribbed for her pleasure. Like, and we died. We <laughs> completely died. Um, little did I know that at to to memorialize that moment my father had actually put 50 cents into one of those like you know bathroom machines and purchased a prophylactic from said machine and then uh that christmas i got a um like a uh like an overnight bag right like a like a well like a toiletry bag yeah and in one of the interior hidden pockets my dad put with like a little post-it note on it, like like a little winky face post-it note in hidden in one of the pockets. And little did he know that like I took that bag on a trip with a friend and she was very much like, now is the time. And I was like, got it. Because 
I don't know what your experience was like. And again, it's like, it seemed like you do the handsy mouthsies and you kind of, but, but part of that though is just the tariff. And again, this was 20 years ago, terrified to purchase condoms, terrified. Like I would do it a lot of times traveling with the band and even then let the bandmates go forward and then try to like sneak it at a CVS and Manahawk in New Jersey, 200 miles away from anyone that would know me, you know, because like that small town living of like the person behind the counter might just snitch you out to your mom the next time she goes in there with like a fistful of coupons and then everybody in town knows. And it's crazy. I mean, I was, um, you know, back at work and we were tech scouting at a college here in Los Angeles. And on the way to the restrooms, um, there was the big machine, big condom machine, just right in the student union. And uh, my boss, a little older than me, was marveling at that. of Just like, oh, my God, look at that right there. Whole bunch of options, bunch of variety of things in there different sizes, which is a thing that we should, you know what I mean? Like it is not a one size fits all situation. Um, and she was just marveling at it, but yeah, condoms, Hey, they work and they still work. And that was a lot of my twenties was condoms. You know, as I realized that like I was starting to deviate from the life script and sex is, uh, turns out a ton of fun. Uh, yeah. the old P and V, uh, and yeah, that's kind of been my go-to even now, even into my relationship now is still kind of the standard um, because there's, you know, hormonal birth controls, kind of the, the most discussed alternative, but it has some like weird. The side effects are real, man. Like yeah. that's, it's, it can, it can really mess people up. Like it, and, and it's not talked about because no. of, for, for a lot of reasons, like it, because people feel like it's the only option and because the pill was so revolutionary, it almost feels bad to speak ill of it, but like, sure. because of, you know, the kind of inherent sexism in the medical institution, like it's really, they have not done a lot about the side effects of the pill. <laughs> no. And like, and, I have... and it's, it can be really scary because periods are periods and pregnancy and hormones in general in women's body and female bodied people can be a real mind bender. I had, I struggled with PMDD for a long time, which literally sure. made me crazy uh, before my period. Like, yeah, it's no way to live. And so when you're putting those same hormones in excess in a body, like it can react strangely. All sorts of ways. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I had, so both my sisters were on it one. Um, and again, um, one who ended up, um, you know, married to a pastor for a time, um, mortified that anyone would find out that she was on And again, because she had, endometriosis and all sorts of other issues that she was trying to, you know, adult acne, other things she was trying to regulate. Because it is a medication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, but was mortified that people would know that she was on the pill, which is kind of crazy because it's, again, people's hangups with this shit. Um, but yeah, I did. I had some friends, um, you know, mind you, this was 10 years ago, who had the worst possible um, side effects of birth control and were very excited to get on it. We're very excited to kind of, you know, we're getting into committed relationships, didn't want to fiddle with the condoms. But the thing was, is when, when things started to go bad, no one, not even the doctors, their therapists, it was so far down the list of like, why is shit going so bad? 
they it was like are you dating someone how's your family life how's your work situation are you stressed out how's money like it was barely in the top 10 of things and it was the thing doing the most harm yeah so like that really kind of brought to the fore um how much we there was not a lot of information about this and I know 10 years, 10, 15 years later, it's being addressed much more seriously. But those, like, you know, it's a big SNL joke, right? The long list of ridiculous side effects for the prescription, you know, that we see on yeah. the commercials, right? Um, but the worst of those are, can be true, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's, it's really interesting. It's one of the things I think that's been great about kind of the advent of technology is um, things like period tracker apps and stuff. It sure. has given people a lot more power over, cause every period tracker I've tried also has a mood tracker that is mm -hmm. in like part of the sort of use of it, like the user flow of it. And it's like, it has totally changed how I view my mental states in conjunction with my cycle. And it's like, yeah. But we don't talk about it. It's so weird. Like, that's the first thing we should be teaching young women in sex ed is that, like, yeah, your body runs on a cycle. And that's totally okay. But track it. Right. It helps, like, empower yourself. And partners uh, of, all, of all genders. Hey, it's not a weird... I was, before anybody made an app for it, I was, like, not writing it in, down in a book or anything, but I was mentally keeping track of, like, where my partners were. Because, like, it makes you a more empathetic and reasonable partner when all of a sudden you get a phone call and they're like, everything is awful and everyone hates me. And not that it should be immediately dismissed as this is part of your cycle, but, like, you got to factor that it's into not the a math. Yeah, it's not a dismissal. It's it's being aware of the circumstances. You know, yeah. just just like with any other medication, you track what, especially when it's a medication that can affect your brain. I mean, when I went on Prozac, I was tracking that. You know, mm -hmm. is this working? How is this making me feel? Is it working yeah. in a way that allows me to live my life in the way that I want to live it? That's the same with any medication that you're going to be on long term. And we need right. to we need to acknowledge that like. These biological realities can be dangerous when we tamper with them. And that's and, not just, yeah. And there's this longstanding kind of misconception about it because it's like what the cool hip kids are doing. You know what I mean? Now, like, you know, 70 years on, it's still seen as this like um, almost recreational thing that you're doing. It's like smoking grass or like drinking beers, or smoking cigarettes. It's like it's, but it's not though. You know what I mean? It seems like it's. It, there's this big weird optional like, oh, are you one of those loose gals? It's funny. My um, my partner and I have weirdly fell in love with even before the quarantine watching old laughing. It's just such a weird thing, but like that show is, um, right at the cusp of the pill becoming kind of ubiquitous in the American consciousness. And there's so much pill related humor, you know, just ground floor kind of like pill jokes. Um, no mention of side effects, obviously like, but yeah. you know, and, and to kind of just wrap up my own journey, like um, my partner and I have discussed um, the surgical options, the, the, the more permanent options. And, you know, that started as a little bit of a, a like 
so much harder for female-bodied people to achieve that goal. Easier for the guys. But at the same time, like, um, there's so much weird internalized bullshit tied into with the gents. And again, I think your husband's experience has been kind of great and reassuring to know someone. Again, like, it's so funny. Like, we really... Uh, are so fast to just throw all sorts of random medications and devices at female-bodied people. And every hint of something that you want to ask a dude to do is just, like, riddled with questions and superstitions. It's so broken. It's so ridiculous. Um, But no, like, in some parallel non-COVID 2020 universe, I was going to have a very long... um, fruitful job and then i was going to have a couple months off uh that we would have just been coming out of i was supposed to finish up like november 11th i think and was just going to take like a nice christmas uh post snip christmas just sitting on a bag of frozen peas you know like that was that was some (laughs) version of what my 2020 was going to be now again you know what are seen as elective and voluntary surgeries are kind of low on the priority list, which I totally understand, but I think that's still the way forward. I don't know, but yeah, definitely on the, on the maybe list. Yeah. Um, 10 out of 10 would recommend, but also didn't happen to me. So I don't know. Um, there you go. (laughs) But I think this brings up a good point. Like we keep talking about educating people. And the fact is like, there are way more options than just the pill or sterilization. Um, Excuse me. There's even different types of sterilization, which is absolutely mind-blowing. It's like this rabbit hole that I've fallen down. And it, I, I think we've got to help each other. Like, this is almost like a very special episode of not just sleeping in. Yeah. Where, where Tiger tells... Tiger, sex have a tiger. <laughs> I would take that class at a community college. Hell yeah. But yeah, so we, we, we kind of talked about like hormonal birth control and how like the side effects can be a genuine risk. And I feel like it is too often, like you said, just like a default, like, oh yeah, just go on the pill, like whatever. It's like, no, if, if you don't feel comfortable that with that, that is a, a genuine, legitimate and real concern. And like I said, that was a very real concern for me, something I never did. So like I am hashtag team, no hormones, no hormones, if that's how you want to live your life. Um, right. A lot of, you know, again, a lot of friends have had just super chill, normal experiences with it and have found a lot of freedom with it, really enjoy um, not having to fiddle with condoms. I get that. Like, just to, like, toss that out there. um, I think it's more that... And it also is a very real medical solution for a lot of non-period problems and non-birth control problems. So, like, talk to your doctor. But that's the thing. Like, know your body, but also know your options. Yeah. Because there are also, one of the things that I found most fascinating is um, IUDs are becoming more and more common, mm-hmm. but there's this huge sort of, there's a lot of fear mongering around IUDs and they, they do hurt like a lot. And I know that there are, like, you're still putting hormones into your body and there are still a lot of complications, but it's really interesting because I feel like because of that IUD scare and like the, was it the seventies or eighties where like the IUDs were like malfunctioning here in the States. Mm-hmm. So it prevented like widespread use of them. They're like the most common form of birth control in Europe. It's just like what people do. And it's so crazy that the perceptions are like so different because it is a very legitimate, very safe form of birth control. You know, it's like 
if again if you so choose i'm not saying one is better than the other but it's like a very legitimate option to consider and it yeah. comes in non-hormonal varieties too and it, it's funny to me with all these things uh i feel like there should be like a very long german word for this idea um that keeps coming up in my life that um where the most um fringe or extreme version of something is the idea that everybody latches onto, yes. you know, like, um, I always use it in the example of like every, um, every television lesbian that you ever see is always like a conventionally attractive, uh, model blonde who's like, I'm a lipstick lesbian. Isn't that weird? And it's just like, that's great, I guess. But like, you're not showing like the whole spectrum of what that identity yeah. means. You're really, you're really honing in on your favorite specific. And I think in the same thing with the, the IUDs, not that the stories of, and again, like woof wrapped up in all sorts of things about uh, pain, not being taken seriously and people's, you know, there's with race and gender, those numbers go all over the place. But at the same point, I feel like th the most extreme cases have been really pushed to the front again, largely because at the heart of it in America, we do not want the control women. to be in people's hands. Yeah. You know? We don't want women having sex. We don't want women enjoying themselves. We want pregnancy to be a consequence and a punishment instead of a choice, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, that's the other thing is like, yeah, the, the sort of abortifacent, like, I don't know, you. I talked to you, with you about this before we started recording, but like growing up religious, one of the things we heard the most often is that birth control and plan B are abortifacients. I have so much mm -hmm. trouble with that word, but they cause abortions. Like the, And it's like, no, they, they prevent fertilization and implantation. It's not even yeah. like a thing. It's not even a zygote at that point. Like, right. I just, it's, it's like nutty that we equate healthy choices that prevent pregnancy with abortion. Which also, like, quite frankly, is a legitimate form of birth control. And part of right. what prompted this episode, I know this was supposed to be a separate topic, but I'm just rolling with it. Like, because I, I moved to a state very much on purpose where abortion was in jeopardy and is now functionally illegal. Thanks to some midnight shenanigans by our governor who was supposed to be passing a COVID relief bill. Yeah. And like that, that just makes this education and this empowerment so much more necessary because it's like people can't get access to the things that are going to help them not become parents and sure. help, you know, and it's like, it's insane, but yeah. But yeah, um, and that's the, like, and the, and the efficacy and safety of these things are downplayed. And like, again, there are like, talk to your doctor, be aware, take control of your own body and your own health. But like, also know that these things are very real, like very safe options. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, I th what's funny is I, I'm going to put in a, a, a low key just because I don't see it on the list, like a low key. Um, look, dating in the time of plan B, what a, what a revelation when you could just get it. Because <laughs> it used to, it, I've, I've lived long enough to, that, you know, you had to ask for it at some point, And then and all of a sudden it's just there. You can just pick it up. But here's, here's, here's Lee's pro tip. Um, unless you're both like keeping your head down as you go separate directions, like if this is a partner or a friend that you've fiddled around with, um, you know what? Like buy him some pancakes 
and like rub their like it's a great revolutionary thing, but it'll fuck your shit up for like for 24 to 48 hours. Like there's nausea and all sorts of stuff. So well, like not only that, it will impact your cycle for up to three three to six months afterward. Yeah. So you know. It, it, the sigh of relief is real as anyone who's, who's had those like moments in their life will appreciate, but also like, you know, be a good partner or partners and like take your partner out for some pancakes or some French fries or whatever's going to make them feel good. Yeah. Have that hot water bottle ready. Like be kind, be cool. Have your Netflix password for them if they don't have one for themselves. Like, Like, (laughs) even if it's like, even if it was a tender thing and that's everybody's get out of jail free card, like be kind. Uber Uber (laughs) eats them something like whatever, you know, (laughs) you know what? Yeah. Um, Uh, um, But Sorry, I, no, mini I think, rant. No, but it's yeah. important. But this is the stuff that's important to talk about. Who that knows that? Because it's like, yeah. Was that in an episode of New Girl? I don't think so. No, you know, like for some reason, Plan B is too fucking controversial to just be cool about it. It's like a insane. great thing, but you have to be kind when you like it. But it sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that kind of like, and I think that's also why, like there are alternatives that aren't medical birth controls, right? Mm -hmm. Or not hormonal, not medical devices. So like you have celibacy, which as you said, doesn't work on a mass scale, but I think there are people who are perhaps asexual or not in a relationship or just not, not have a high sex drive that choose celibacy as a way of birth control. And that's totally legitimate and totally cool. And go you. Yeah. And like, unless an angel will visit you in the night, or, a, or an elder god in the shape of a goose, you should be okay. Fingers crossed. Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> then then a, a compound bow. <laughs> <laughs> a compound bow and a smoker. Welcome to my world, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, yeah. And also, look, I is... Listen, some people like having stuff in their mouth more than other people. Uh I don't hate it. That's you know the what thing. I mean? Sex is so much bigger than penetration. Like, yeah. start normalizing the idea that sex is oral, that sex is digital, that sex can be just... I mean, if, if gene jams are your thing, we're Get sorry for making jam. you feel that earlier. <laughs> Get like, your gene jam. Yeah, denim yeah. fetish for the win. <laughs> it's... It's really interesting, and again, like the, the, the at the heart of so much of this is just like the war on pleasure and the war on autonomy. But like, it's so funny the way that people, you know, having worked on a on a bunch of comedies, even in very liberal Hollywood, like Kink liberal, is this my like ass. my <laughs> asshole. Uh, my well-trod asshole. Anyway, um, we're still also squeamish. You know what I mean? We're all still like, <laughs> and kink is not is is so often painted as this very specific and awful kind of like, ooh, how deviant, how weird. But it's like, if you if like thirty people can be in a room together, half of them can orgasm, the other ones can go home with some like really good memories, and no one gets pregnant. Because, like, fingers crossed, it was all, like, 
safe and consensual, then like, come on. Like, it, it, why is that a terrible thing? Like, why yeah. is that a bad thing? If you know, it's absolutely not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I think as part like normalize, being you know, well bound, being well bound is some of the safest sex I've ever had. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like no sperms near my shit yeah <laughs> no but it's true huh. like I, that's the thing we have to normalize that like sex is more than just yeah sausage the and old, a bun you know yeah, what i mean the old, the old pnv yeah like yeah, there's it's, a it's, lot of because that, like not only is it like does it open the doors to pleasure but it also helps to legitimize um you know non-straight people sure <laughs> <laughs> which is really important. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then there's the, so. Then there's the hella permanent solutions. Yeah. Which, the... yeah. I think vasectomies are dope. I feel like my husband, I, I, I talked to him, I said that we were going to be doing this episode today and he was very excited. He was like, do you want me to share my video? And I was like, no, no, we use aliases, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> I do not doubt that he shouted his name like Leroy Jenkins throughout the entire procedure. I mean, he didn't, but I did. The doctor did come out afterward and like, he was like, I just wanted to meet you when he said you were in the waiting room. Cause this was the most fun and strangest <laughs> vasectomy I've ever performed. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I just had to shake your hand. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, it was it was really funny and fun. Um, he's on the he's on the he's on the vasectomy all stars wall of fame. Yeah, like truly, it if and I'm not it will obviously not be the case for everyone. People experience varying levels of pain and whatever, but yeah, I you know it's it was a pretty positive experience for my husband and. I think less, I think people worry so much about it being like emasculating or whatever, and I right. I promise you, like it it was not. Everything's still working fine, apparently. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, like, that's the thing. Everything's still working fine, and I'm not getting pregnant, so I really appreciate him for that. Yeah, and, um, like, whatever. Like, and and reversible for the most part, you know? Yeah, if, if that's a concern to you, like, yes, um, it is. I think, what did the doctor say? It's, like, 93% reversible. Yeah, and... Like, and I think because we're going to get into the the other side here in a minute, but like so much easier, so much easier. It's an, it's an outpatient surgery. It is local anesthesia. It is, again, it was Snapchatable. I, right. I don't know how much easier I can make it sound. Like it's right. harder to give my cat a pill than it was but like, for my husband to get a vasectomy. <laughs> like the insurance company didn't have to get involved in this major life decision or something. You know no, what I mean? It was covered it. No question. He was well under 30 when he did it. Yeah. And it was, it was, no one really questioned it, which right. was crazy. Like as his female bodied partner sitting in the waiting room, knowing that I could not do that. Right. Very Without strange. Reams of paperwork. And, and questions, questions, and, like, and endless, uh, just the the bingo carding, just the greatest hits, you know. But for why? Yeah. Like you're saying of of sound mind, like yeah, get, get out of there. I don't want it or need it. And the entire world 
the whole world really wants to weigh in on that before you do it. Yeah. Whereas like guys are like, here, have a, have a lollipop on the way out and yeah. a complimentary ice pack, like insane. Yeah. It was, it was a wild, it was a wild experience from that regard because it, it was so non-invasive and so simple and no one questioned it, despite the yeah. fact that, like I said, well under 30, no kids, obviously. We weren't even married at that point. Yeah. And he just, it was just like, yeah, snip, snip, let her rip, you know? <laughs> right. And so, but, and I'm sure that you've kind of looked into these a little bit more than me. I know, we know the buzzwords of like tubal ligation and hysterectomy, but like, can you break, break that down a little bit more? I'm sure yeah. you Well, actually, let me... Let me start by explaining exactly what a vasectomy is because it'll mm -hmm. help me explain what tubal ligation is. Yeah. So a vasectomy is, okay, I think a lot of people also think it's like getting neutered with a dog where they actually remove the testicles. It is not. I know you didn't think that, but I just want to put that out there. It is sure. cutting the vas deferens. So it's like they pull out the vas from like a little slit in the balls. It's like mm -hmm. smaller than my pinky finger and they cut it and then they yeah. cauterize it, right? And yeah. that's vasectomy, like the vas deferens ectomized. That means it's cut. I'm not explaining Like <laughs> That is a vast difference from what I thought it was. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That was a terrible... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll show myself out. But um, that brings us to the tubal ligation. Yes. So ligation, like a ligature, right? So it is literally having your tubes tied off. It can also be um, the tubes are cut in the same way that they are, that the vas is cut in a vasectomy. Mm -hmm. Tubes are cut. It's a pretty invasive procedure um, because it is very precise and you don't, but you don't lose any of your parts, right? Yeah. Every, the whole thing stays intact. It's just cut or tied and it's very effective. It is very, very permanent. I don't, there, it's not reversible in the same way that a vasectomy is. Mm -hmm. um, fallopian tubes are way more delicate. So, you know, you start messing with those and it's not reversible, which for most of us, I think is probably fine if you're listening to a podcast about being child-free. Right. And then there's a newer procedure called the bilateral salpingectomy. And that is a slightly less invasive, well, it's an invasive surgery, but it's laparoscopic. So it's mm -hmm. smaller, smaller incisions, um, but they take both fallopian tubes completely out. So you mm. keep your ovaries, which is great for hormonal regulation, and you keep your um, your uterus. And I believe in both cases you still have a period because your uterine wall, like the hormones still release, your uterine wall still right. makes the lining. So, so yeah, yeah. So it's it's very obviously very permanent because they've taken your <laughs> fallopian tubes out. Right. Um, but um, smaller scarring, still pretty invasive, and still a couple weeks recovery time. And then you yeah. have your hysterectomies, which is like way more serious. That's when they're either removing the uterus or the uterus and the ovaries, right? Mm -hmm. And that is usually not, it's not usually just sterilization. Like if you're having that removed, it's either for medical reasons. Yeah. Um, or because perhaps like if you're non-binary or trans, it helps because it's good. And I'm not fully, again, not a doctor, but right. I know it's, it's usually for other reasons than like I want to be sterilized. You wouldn't have, because there's so much hormonal regulation and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it is for people with endo, for people with PCOS, it is kind of like that last resort, that final straw of relief. Yeah. Um, but it is still, I mean, you still obviously sterilized cause you can't make or hold a baby at that point. Sure. So 
those are kind of, that's the wide world of sterilization. <laughs> yeah. And hey, you know what? And I think the biggest, honestly, the, the easiest pill to swallow, he says, rimshot, is just education. You know, like the more we know collectively and the more that we teach people early, you know, uh, it's insane when you start to investigate numbers of, um, you know, if, if abortion really is the thorn in your side, which, wah, whatever, um, with education and birth control, like you don't even get there, you know, yeah. and it's like give empower people you know, empower people with knowledge. Um, because again, like our, our whole rallying cry for all of this stuff is like, look, if you like, we're, if you want it, you want it. And I'm not, um, whatever, like if you want to have children, but like that should should be, still be in charge of when that happens and how that happens. Yeah. This is your body. A (laughs) conscious choice, a, a welcomed conscious choice. And the thing is, is like, and, you know, we'll talk about the nightmares of childhood at some point, but, like, you'll have a better, the kid's going to have a better time, theoretically. You know what I mean? Like, all parties involved are going to have a slightly better b- better time if this was done when people want to do it. Yeah. Like, I think it's weird. The It's so much of this stuff that's just obfuscated, you know, about the pains of childbirth and cycles and all this stuff like veiling this in this weird fog of war the shroud of mystery because like they're like well if people knew all about it then they might not want to do it is like the most insane thing to me like we have to keep people in the dark like the whole weird like you know the the old clucking church hens like staring at the pregnant lady like we'll see you a month after the baby's out and explain to you all the terrible shit that happened. And it's like, why? No, like early, like, yeah. Like it's such a backwards way of viewing one of the most fundamental human experiences one way or the other. Yeah. It's insane to me that it's insane to me that you wouldn't want to go in prepared because it's, I don't know. Like it's again, it's your body. Even if you are going to choose to do something difficult with it, I don't go into running like a half marathon thinking I'm not going to train and I'm going to be fine. Cause I like running, you know, like yeah. I prepare for that and it is a painful experience and, and whatever, but it ends up being worth it because it's something I chose willingly. Right. And it's no different. I mean, pregnancy is a physical feat. <laughs> so you yeah. have to go into it prepared and open, open, you know, eyes wide open excuse me, but also living a child-free lifestyle is a physical feat. Either way, you're kind of defying biology, like wanting to control our reproductive futures is an inherent defiance of biology. And that's awesome. We are so good at like re at using science and making our lives better. And this like reproductive health should be no, absolutely no exception. It should be so much more robust than it is. If I'm being honest, like it's, Yeah, but it's, and it's, I don't know. I think it's good to talk about this stuff because I think no matter how old you are, you can learn something. I mean, I only just learned about bilateral salpingectomies in the last like year and a half or so. Yeah. And I think if I had known, I would have been more apt to pursue that on my own. Yeah. Here's my last, here's my last pitch because condoms are great. Yes. Um, again, I, I touched on, so like uh, male-bodied friends. Do not assume 
that the first condom you put on is the right one. Um, there are not only sizes, uh, there are different shapes. Um, you're probably going to be somewhere in the middle. Like it's a much more customizable experience than you think. And I know it's kind of hard to like, uh, unless you have like someone you're just like, it, it's not like trying out new hot sauces, you know, like the experience to try them out and compare might be separated by weeks or months. Um, but do yourself a favor because that's so much everybody's first opt out, right? That's everybody's first, like, Oh, it doesn't feel good. I don't like it. It's squeezing my nuts. Like, and then you bail out of the easiest and most readily available form of birth control. So like do yourself and your partner a favor, figure out a brand and its size and a style that actually works for your member. And then you're going to have a better time. So it's true. There you go. Like, and whatever, like buy a Magnum and you might surprise yourself. You know what I mean? There's so much dumb bullshit tied around it, but like do what feels best and is safest because that's actually what we're trying to do with it. It's not just like a, a key card to having some, you know, random sex. It should actually work the way it's intended. Look, if, if, if all of the, it's like the same thing as like, if you see a mask falling off of somebody's nose, that's a problem. Same thing with a condom. Like wrap up that gonzo and do it right. Sorry. <laughs> I don't never apologize. You're, you're doing a, a world of good right now. And I don't, I don't have anything else to add. I mean, that is like truly wrap it up, wrap it know? up, wrap, wrap it, it up, up in a way that feels good. Um, oh god and with that um as always we want to hear from you we are on socials at not just sleeping in on instagram and twitter and facebook you can also email us let us know what your birth control method of choice is um if you've had one of these sterilization surgeries we want to hear about it um yeah you do not need to send us videos like my husband would but look or or if you do just like please include some kind of disclaimer so we're not like watching it on a work computer you know god bless (laughs) we're ready and And hey you know what a a judgment free space like a hundred percent these are complicated issues we've had good experiences with things we've had bad experiences with things all of this is very complicated and our point is always to further conversation amongst like-minded people for the betterment of everybody. So like if you're rolling your eyes at some part of this, yeah, let us know if yeah. you want to give a, if you've had a great IUD experience, I'd love to hear about that. Like, and I think we all would too. Like, yeah. And start that dialogue or keep that dialogue going with us. We, we want to hear about these experiences because again, I don't think either of us were fully educated about this until we started researching it ourselves, you know? So we, we want to keep hearing these stories. We want to keep learning. Uh, so again, that's questions and not just sleeping in.com uh, or on social channels. We are, we are looking forward to hearing from you. Um, so until next week, I'm Tiger. And I'm Lee. Spread love. Live your goddamn truth. And of course, have fun, have fun sleeping, sleeping in. in.